Y'all haters kill me with that cue for a big girl mess. You catch me slaying with my thick thighs and big old breasts. I'm so relentless when I'm rocking my fitted dress. They yelling jazz if you waxing who did it best. Mama from Houston, Texas. Daddy, he wasn't around. You mix that Henny with that Coke and now you're turned up now. If you don't like it, yo man like it, so he come around. He fell in love with that cake, he diabetic now. I ain't tripping if you're going not to eat without me, tough. I got Twinkies all in my bag, swag. Beaming, you want it, want it. Big girls be on it, on it. Sing with my thick ass surprise, bitch, you know it. Know it. Twerk on them haters, haters. Stay getting that paper, paper. Margarita on ice and no need for no chaser. Just because somebody is defending something, it doesn't make them that thing. Me defending a trans person doesn't mean I'm trans. Me defending a gay person doesn't mean I'm gay. Stop asking people that. Well, are you gay? No, I'm just not a shit person. You don't have to be something in order to defend it. It's like when a light-skinned person calls somebody out for being shitty to a dark-skinned person. Well, you're not even dark-skinned. Does it matter? Because the person isn't dark-skinned, they can't stand up for somebody while you be a dick? The only exception to this is probably racism and bigotry. Because if you're defending that, you're probably racist and a bigot. So, we're back. It is episode 437. Thanks for coming back. As always, follow me on social media. Social media? Ugh, can't talk straight out the gate. One more time. Follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, both are at Big Girl Slay. Rate me five stars on iTunes and subscribe on YouTube. Oh, BGS also has a Facebook page. It is over to the right of the screen where all the links and stuff are on the SoundCloud page. Go there and click it and like it if you want. If you don't, whatever. So yeah. I think it's time to get started, shall we? That's over. It's canceled. Alright, so first up we have the anonymous person who tried the fuck out of quote Instagram caterer Onique. I'm sure y'all have seen the tweet. It went super duper viral. If you are not big on Twitter or just haven't heard, allow me to give you some of the deets. So there is a girl by the name of Onique who caters, she cooks, she has an Instagram page and a Twitter page to promote, you know, what she does. And this girl hit her up because evidently she liked what she saw on the Instagram page. And this is how the conversation goes. The raggedy anonymous woman starts off, hey, I'm the girl that just asked for your number on Insta about my godmom's wedding. Onique says, okay, good morning. What did she want me to make again? When I tell y'all she lists off all the fucking Sam's Club and the entire cast of Finding Nemo. Like, girl. Onique responds, what's the date of the wedding? She says 8, 10, 18, 175 to 200 people. She needs an estimated price. Onique responds 5,000. That's 28 a person. Her menu is pretty expensive. But 28 a person is definitely doable. Raggedy responds 5,000 question mark. 
Yes, I'm purchasing all the food and making it, correct? Yeah, but why that much? You're just an Instagram caterer. It's not like you have your own legit restaurant or anything. LOL. The nerve, the audacity. <laughs> First of all, Heffa, if I'm just a quote Instagram caterer, then why are you all in my inbox? Second of all, you do know that there are people that just cater and don't have restaurants. Catering is a whole ass job, girl. Onique is better than I am because she responded, what does that have to do with me purchasing all food products for 200 people and making it? Okay, what does it have to do with that? Raggedy responds, I'm pretty sure you have a good plug, lol. Every good caterer does. She said 2,100. Take the opportunity or leave it. Her exact words. Onique appropriately responds, tell love I'm good. Enjoy. I have so many issues with Miss Raggedy. First of all, if I did have a good plug, that is for me to save money, not for me to cut you a discount. Second of all, if you are trying to feed 200 people for $2,100, you need to go to Taco Bell's catering or Chick-fil-A's catering. This is not a baby shower. This is a wedding. And there's nothing wrong with having a low budget, but don't have a low budget and then come to me expecting me to lower my prices because your budget isn't high enough. That is not how any of this works. $2,100 for 200 people is $10.50 a plate. I don't even think you can get Chick-fil-A catering with that. So you're going to have to go to Taco Bell for this wedding. If they even cater, I don't think they do. You're just going to have to order 200 chalupas. Like, girl, take the opportunity or leave it. I'll leave it, sis. You really want me to feed 200 people on a budget of $2,100, meaning I would have to spend my own money just to make enough food to feed all the people at your wedding. How is that an opportunity? I can see if you at least gave her the chance to break even, but you want her to spend money out of her pocket so everybody at your wedding can eat. Fuck out of here. The girl that reached out on behalf of her godmom is canceled. The fact that you even relayed the foolishness is a problem. The godmom is definitely canceled. Girl, you and your low-ass budget go elsewhere. Did you bust up in the florist office talking about, I need 10,000 yellow roses, $500. Take the opportunity or leave it. Like, girl, bye. The fuck? Moving on to a reporter by the name of Bill Simmons. Not the one that you're thinking of that everybody knows, but a different raggedy one. Bill parted his presumably dry crusty lips to ask the queen serena williams a question the question is as follows i have been waiting about 14 years to ask you this question after the 2004 wimbledon match with maria i had the opportunity to interview donald trump problem number one and he said that maria's shoulders were incredibly alluring and then he came up with this incredible analysis that you were intimidated by her supermodel good looks my question is have you ever been intimidated by anyone on the tennis court and what are your thoughts about that occurrence jesus now bill asking serena williams if she's intimidated by anyone on the tennis court is an extremely valid question why you added the nine miles of fuckery before the question i will never know you waited 14 years to ask her that raggedy ass question 
And the annoying part about it is you clearly don't care if she's intimidated by anybody on the tennis court. You really wanted to see how she was going to respond to that dumbass, are you intimidated by her supermodel good looks? Why would that be intimidating to Serena Williams? She is intimidated by people that can play tennis better than her. And for the record, that is no one. Bill, you are canceled. I hope you have learned all the lessons and you never repeat any stupid, sexist, 14-year-old question that was uttered by Dump. It's not enough that he said it. You should know it's trash just because he said it. Ugh, irritating. Y'all make me itch. Finally, we have the two police officers that placed a 10-year-old child in handcuffs and the superintendent that defended the actions. If you have not heard, two Chicago police officers detained a 10 year old child because they got a call about a juvenile that had escaped juvenile hall and had a gun so they get to this little boy who was playing outside of his grandma's house they place him in handcuffs and tell him that he fits the description the poor little boy has peed on himself because he is fucking terrified rightfully so also his father was killed by the police. So many issues. For starters, I don't know of any runaways who run away and start playing in front of their grandparents' house. The police also said, oh, well, we put him in handcuffs because he ran when we came up to him. Of course he ran when y'all came up because y'all killed his fucking father. While they have this little boy in handcuffs, they have people telling him, that is not the right child. We know that child. And the whole time they're like, oh, this is safety precautions, he fits the description, blah, 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 blah. Just all around trash. Being shitty, as is the custom for police officers these days. So the incident goes viral because, duh. And here comes the police chief like, well, I don't know why everyone's so pissed they did the right thing. You know, it's really hard to tell a 10-year-old from a 12-year-old. And these are just our safety precautions, so, you know, golly gee, guys, I don't know what you want us to do. A safety precaution from a child to grown-ass men with guns and tasers and batons can't control a 10-year-old child who they know is unarmed. So the two police officers that put the little boy in handcuffs, the police that killed his father, the police commissioner, supervisor, whoever he is, all of y'all are canceled. Another fuck you to the Mesa, Arizona Police Department. I think it was six of y'all who beat up an unarmed handcuffed man for no reason at all. Just pummeling the man who is handcuffed and defenseless. Y'all are trash. Of course they've been placed on administrative leave, so a paid vacation for being shitty. At what point do y'all stop saying, well, not all police are bad. I don't know how many times I have to say it. If you stand there and watch a shitty cop be a shitty cop and don't do anything about it, then what makes you a good cop? I guarantee you every police officer knows at least three or four shit officers in the same precinct and they don't say anything about it. So you can't be a good cop while you are knowingly sitting by letting other cops be trash and not doing anything. Period. It's sickening. I'm tired of seeing the videos. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of officers getting paid leave and nothing happening in the end. I'm sick of it all. And y'all wonder why nobody likes the police. I think that is all the trash. Let's see what's next here.
It's time for Big Girl Problems. Body positivity. It's so much, isn't it? I received a few things via social media in reference to body positivity. So that is what I will be covering on this episode for Big Girl Problems. Now, the first thing I received was like a meme in reference to weight loss pictures and body positivity it was basically saying that when you upload your weight loss pictures it is showing us which body that you value regardless of how body positive you try to make your caption and it just reinforces the notion that thinner is better Regardless of what you say, the super great smile on the smaller picture and the depressed ass look on the bigger picture, let us know what you value. And that is a skinny body. Now, I don't think body positivity should be attached to weight loss pictures. If you want to lose weight, then lose weight that's all well and good but don't attach it to oh see how body positive i am because if it was body positive the pictures wouldn't matter the big picture wouldn't matter the little picture wouldn't matter you wouldn't even have to post the before and after picture because it's all body positive also it insinuates that if you don't love your body or if you feel badly about your body all you have to do is lose weight and then all of a sudden it's yay me and selfie time which is not the case there are people out there that have lost hundreds of pounds and still hate their bodies now i'm not saying don't post your weight loss pictures don't be proud of what you've done because losing weight is hard and if you've reached a goal and you want to show your progress By all means. I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't make this long ass quote unquote body positive caption when that's not the case. Just say, hey, I really wanted to lose weight. I did lose weight. Here's a look at my progress. And the reason I'm saying I don't want no long ass fake body positive message is because there is always one picture that is put in a negative light and that is when you were bigger so it can't be body positivity when the old picture was like oh man i fucking hated myself here and then the other picture when you lost weight it's like oh my gosh i love myself so much everything is peachy king and i crap rainbows now so like i said if you lost weight kudos to you it is very difficult if you hit your goal kudos by all means post your picture Tell everyone what you've done, but don't hashtag body positive after your three paragraphs of how shitty your life was when you were big. I hope nobody feels a way about that. I'm just saying, I don't feel like body positivity should be intertwined with the whole weight loss picture if the narrative is, I was big and fat and my life was shitty, now I'm skinny and my life is amazing. Keeping in the same body positivity vein, I was forwarded an article entitled, Body Positivity is a Scam. Cue dramatic music. The article essentially suggests that body positivity is simply a wave that companies latched onto because they saw how much people identified with it and how much they could make off of it. 
I believe that 100%. And the reason I believe it is because the whole body positivity idea doesn't encompass everybody. It encompasses the people that they are okay with giving that little bit of positivity. If you are, let's say, a 14 to an 18, yes, body positivity. We love the fluffy girls. Y'all are great. Everything's great. We love all bodies. But as soon as a 20, 22, 24, 28 walks in, everybody's like, oh, who let Shamu in? Also, if you aren't a perfect hourglass within that plus size, then everybody's not on the body positive wave. It's like you have to be a certain size within a plus size, and you have to be a certain shape. Otherwise, body positivity, fuck that. Get out of here, diabetes. That is not to say that there hasn't been an incredible amount of progress made as far as different bodies and acceptance of different bodies. There has been progress in it, but as far as this whole we're not going to Photoshop and we're going to have real models and you don't need to be retouched. That is definitely a scam. It's hot right now to be accepting of people with different body shapes and to have plus size models on the runways and all this stuff and all these campaigns saying, look, we don't retouch and, and you're a real woman and we have real women in our campaigns and yeah, body positive. It's definitely a wave that everybody has jumped on because it's a wave that's making them money because more of their customers look like the women they're currently using than these other women. Yeah, there's a lot of money in the whole body positive, I don't want to say circus, but there's a lot of money in the whole body positivity message and everybody's just on the wave. That being said, I do have really high hopes for the whole body positivity movement. It came from a good place. Hopefully one day it'll be a hundred percent genuine and it will be all encompassing and not just for a select few of people that Yes, we will grant you body positivity, but not you, fatty McFat Fat. You go lose weight. Please do not forget to email the show at biggirlslay the number five at gmail.com with all your plus size questions, comments, and concerns. If you do not like email and you think it is a devil, go ahead and slide in the DMs on social media. Again, with your plus size questions, comments, or concerns, or if there's something you would like my two cents on, go ahead and shoot me an email or slide in the DMs. Drake will not be responding. Apparently, Jay Prince called him up and said, Drake, do not respond. And apparently, when Jay Prince tells you to do something, you do it. I do not want any problems with Jay Prince. But I do have feelings. Here they are. Allegedly, Drake did respond with his very own disc record. It just will not be released because what is on the alleged disc record would be detrimental to Kanye West's career. I have a hard time believing that there is a disc record. One, I feel like it would have been leaked, not by Drake, because obviously he respects Jay Prince, he gave him his word, but somebody, a hacker, 
somebody out there would have leaked it by now. Also, why is everybody shooting in every direction but push? Drake's daddy is on the internet being old and coming at Wendy Williams. Drake is allegedly close to ending Kanye's career with the diss track. Kanye did not release Story About It On. Push did. Why is everybody so mad in all different directions but the direction where all the smoke came from? Push did this. Why is your diss record potentially career ending for Kanye? Shouldn't we be trying to end Push's career considering he is the one that stirred up all of this? And Drake is a hell of a rapper. But he is not ending Kanye West's career. Kanye West couldn't end Kanye West's career. That fool was on television talking about slavery was a choice. He said he loves Donald Trump and his album is number one. Niggas are still streaming it. So if he can do all of that and his career be securely intact, I don't think anything Drake has to say could ruin it or even dent it, to be honest. And let's not forget the insufferable family he is married into. This rap shit ain't never stopped a Kardashian check, and it never will. Kanye will be fine. And Push will be fine. He can't end Push's career because the people that rock with Push rock with him for a specific reason, and nothing that Drake can say can get them to stop rocking with him just like there's nothing anybody can say to get drake fans to stop rocking with him careers will be fine i am confused as to why all of a sudden people's careers and their welfare is so important won't nobody worried about meek when he was getting back to back to death ain't nobody have nothing to say about that but now all of a sudden oh slow down i feel like drake is being protected, which, I mean, listen, if you're invested in Drake and money's on the line, I can understand protecting him. People are saying, oh, this is turning into Biggie and Tupac. Drake ain't never been street. He ain't never claimed street. It wouldn't go that far. Well, we know it's not now, but I don't think it ever would have because Drake is, that's not Drake. He's never claimed that. He's never said anything like that. So what reason do we have to believe that it would end up like a Tupac and Biggie situation? I think it's whack that we will never hear the alleged response from Drake. I think it's whack that it just died in the water the way it did. But hey, that's how it goes. At the end of the day, push one, period. Drake will make an emotional ass song about it later. Drake will drop another bop that we will all bop to. But this battle... He lost, push one, hands down. And will somebody please go get Drake Daddy? Talking about he don't know who a push a T is, but if he see him, he gonna push his T. Or some old man response. Sir, what are you talking about? Ask your son who push a T is, because he knows him very well. I am very happy that Alice Johnson is free and is able to be with her family. However, I will not be kissing the feet of a Kimberly Kardashian. Everything that anybody in that family does is calculated. It is not genuine. And it is for the sole purpose of attention and to further the fuckery that is the Kardashian 
machine. And to be completely honest, I feel like she did this just so black people would see it for her. I really do. And to get this one woman out of jail, which is a great thing, do not get me wrong, but to put that under, we're talking about prison reform, not even close. I just don't feel like anything they do is genuine at all. And people, please shut up talking about, so what's your fave doing? People are out here doing a lot for a lot of different people. The difference is their last name is not Kardashian and they do not do it to have 50,000 cameras in their face while they're doing it. They do it on the low and they keep it moving because some things are more important than attention. And Donald Trump is just as raggedy. He used pea brain, played her like a fiddle. He used Alice Johnson the way he uses every black person. See, I'm not racist. I pardon this black woman. I'm not racist. I'm meeting with Steve Harvey about HUD. I'm not racist. Kanye's my African-American. See, I'm going to pardon Muhammad Ali, even though he doesn't fucking need it because he's black and I don't want to appear racist. Donald Trump is racist. He does not care about prison reform now. He will never care about prison reform no matter how many times he meets with Dodo Bird. He does not care. Period. Shout out a message of congratulation, support, or appreciation. Shout out to Issa Rae for dragging Kanye with his wife sitting in the audience. Ugh, I love this song. Shout out to Wayne for winning your legal battle against the baby. Winning is one thing, getting your money is something completely different, but I wish you nothing but the best. Shout out to Maury, who offered Drake a DNA test to come on the show. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Drake, which I'm sure he already got the DNA test, but ugh, I would live for that. I would call off work to watch that. Shout out to old girl who flew out to see Future and really thought she was going to be reimbursed a thousand percent for her flight. It's a figure of speech, you dummy. <laughs> what an idiot. A thousand percent, girl? Really? Why? Don't you think he would have just bought the ticket instead of paying you back a thousand percent? And another shout out to you for thinking Future isn't trash. Girl, Future is known for being trash. How are you surprised? Shout out to the Instagram caterer, Onique. She is up to like 20,000 followers now and her food looks litty to titty and she's in 757. So I might have to order from her. Shout out to Black China. She is pregnant again and this baby daddy was born in 1999. IDK Shout out to every Golden State Warrior except Kevin Durant. Shout out to LeBron James. You can finally leave Cleveland without any guilt because... You can be expected to carry maybe two trash teammates that are on the court with you, but you cannot be expected to carry the rest of the four niggas on the court with you. That is ridiculous. I mean, Caleb isn't trash, but he's not bringing anything to the table. Like, all he's doing is missing threes at this point. And you got to carry a trash coach who had a timeout but didn't call it when J.R. Smith was running his slow ass in the other direction, ugh, trash, leave. Get out of Cleveland. I know you love it there, but you can come visit in the offseason. 
Shout out to Michael Eric Dyson, the king of an eloquent drag. It's like watching Mozart paint. It's amazing. I love it. So, I believe that is it for this particular episode of Big Girl Slay. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Big Girl Slay. Search the SoundCloud page for my Facebook link and go like that page. Don't forget to email the show with all your plus-size questions, comments, concerns. The email address is BigGirlSlay, the number five, at gmail.com. If you hate email, don't hesitate to slide in the social media DMs. Please, please, please rate me five stars on Instagram. That is not a thing. I do not know why I continue to say it. Rate me five stars on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to check out the show. And is it me or does Ralph Angel get finer with each episode of Queen Sugar? And I cackle every time Dollar pops her ass up on FaceTime. Because what you're not going to do is be in my face knowing good and well I ain't even Blue's daddy. Trash. But yes, that is all for this episode. Please, please, please come back and join me next Sunday for a brand new episode of Big Girl Slay. And whatever you do, remember to stay fabulous. Bye-bye. Watch out for the big girl. 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 Watch out for the big girl.